What's up, everyone? I'm Benny Guadarrama. Welcome back to another episode of Founders Party, where I interview rockstar founders about their startups, their mission yeah, and vision, and the journey thus far. It's on the spot. Uh, I'm very excited and very happy to be talking to Sophia Gatliff, who's the founder of The Growing Union. Sophia, thanks Hello. for being on the show. How's it going? Hi, very excited to be here. You said rockstar, and that's actually my dream is to be a musician and a rockstar. Um, right so I was like, that was, that's beyond a founder. So I was like, oh, that's good. I like that. Sweet. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we're all rock stars in this, on, on this show. So mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, welcome on. Yeah. Perfect. Welcome on. Very excited. Uh, excited to talk about what the growing union is. Um, so mm-hmm. just to get started, could you tell us a little about, a little bit about what you're working on and what motivated you to begin this journey? So um, uh, the thing that I'm, my primary project right now is called tribe. It is an app for iOS and Android. Um, it's a social events and dating app. I'm going to try to move so it's not in the sun. Um, uh, it's part of a larger project called The Growing Union, which is uh, an initiative to reintroduce Zen into the world. Um, Zen is not necessarily meditation, but the school of direct um, knowing of the truth. Um, there's a book called A Course of Love that I read that also teaches this. Um, and uh, how we're doing that is by creating experiences for people that uh, give them a little bit of a different experience of reality, something that they haven't quite experienced before. Um, and so Tribe does this by teaching um, uh, what's called a, a polarity. Um, polarity is like a magnet, um, how two magnets will attract to one another. Um, in the same way in human beings, um, we have a sexual polarity. And that sexual polarity is what we call the polarity of creator and receiver. And so by working through Tribe, Tribe is a social events and dating app. Uh, the way it works is one person who is, plays receiver, it can be either a man or a woman, um, says the thing that they want to go do. Um, so I wanna go to the beach, I wanna go on a date, I wanna go to space, it can be, it can be absolutely anything, right? And then a creator, who is the other polarity, creates that desire for that person. Um, this is a basic overview of how masculine feminine relationships generally work. Um, the reason we use creator and receiver is that uh, we don't want to uh, exclude LGBTQIA people. And so by using creator receiver, we can actually include everybody um, and, and teach this actual polarity, which actually um, is kind of like a universal thing I mean, mm-hmm. uh, from Taoism is where it actually right. comes from, those words. And so the app, um, what as happens at the end is that you end up with a, a thread, a text thread like WhatsApp that is all about you and this other person going to create the thing you want. So it's a date at the beach or it's you're going to the beach, you're going on a date or you're going to space. It can be anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the basic cool. idea. Wow, that's, uh, that sounds yeah. super interesting. That's um, a unique way of connecting individuals together. Um, it's, it's, it's both an, init- it's an in- initiative on both sides, right? I mean, if you're... Mm-hmm. Um, claiming your desire and someone's helping you formulate that desire. Um, I think that's very special and, and a unique way to connect with someone. How, what, what were some examples that you saw throughout, you know, your journey to start this that really resonated with you? I, I remember when we were emailing back and forth, you talked about a story where um, a woman had stood up in a crowd and, and what, mm-hmm. what, what, was, what did it feel like so- to be in that moment? So it was, uh, there was a part of a, a spiritual community that I was a part of 
And a woman spoke her desire and it felt as if the world moved to create the desire for that woman. That it was like, um, yeah, I think that's enough. That's, that's pretty poetic. Right. Good enough. Um, wow. But yeah. yeah. And so the idea is that um, uh, I lost it for a second. Um, can, you, can you repeat the question? Oh yeah, I just like, what did you feel in that moment? How, like, to see everyone unite together to help someone's um, mission be completed? Um, so it was like a deeper teaching that was that they were understanding. So it was something that I was, I was used to happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't something that I experienced on that scale. Um, and so uh, uh, it's definitely one of those things that, I, to be honest, it probably didn't happen exactly like that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely a musician and a poet. Um, mm-hmm. but it captures the essence of what that community taught me um, right. and what I put into the app that um, when you are able to um, create, um, have all that effort go into that singular thing, there's an immense amount of love that mm-hmm. happens, that is revealed and is, is made aware of. Um, and uh, maybe we're skipping ahead a little bit, um, yeah. but it's appropriate okay. that um, that idea is something that I want to, in the very, very long term, um, I had uh, an experience working with Ayaska in Peru, mm-hmm. um, where I found out that my innocence had been crushed. Um, and so I have a purpose of helping to um, reform education that um, uh, because you're I have a very big vision, very big purpose for this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, the idea is that by focusing on what a single person wants, that you can have a lot of creative energy and creative potential. And so what you can do is you can have an entire group of people, even someone that's like a group of children and a teacher, focus on the desire and help create the desire of one child and one individual. Mm-hmm. And so what this does is it allows you to shift um, education and co-creation. And this is something that can be used by startups, this can be used by businesses, that you are allowing people to learn what it's like to be able to create their own reality rather than following the structures of another person, which relates back to Zen, where it's really about following your own heart, following your own desire, following what you want to do rather than listening to the instructions or the teaching of someone else Mm -hmm. um, is the basic idea. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing uh, that. Um, and you're right. It is a little bit early on. I think I kind of jumped on that question pretty soon, yeah. but, <laughs> but no, I, thank you for sharing that. Um, and so I'd imagine that community plays a big part in the growing union. It plays a big part on, on tribe, um, with a massive the growing, part of tribe. Yeah. Yeah. With the going, growing trend of, um, tribe in the startup world or no, the growing trend of community, excuse me, on, on, mm-hmm. on the startup world, um, what have you, what are some things that you've learned in building a community uh, around this space? So um, tribe is built on uh, what we call containers. And it's something that I learned from the spiritual community as well. Um, So a container is um, anything that contains something else. So you think about uh, a cardboard box is a type of container. It has a bunch of sides and you can put stuff in it and it holds stuff. Uh, An iPhone is also a container. It's a digital container for applications. there, you can create containers really much out of anything. And so the, the first container in Tribe is what we call families. 
And families are something that are co-located groups of people. And this is how tribe works. So you're not sharing your desires in tribe with everybody because that's kind of weird, right? Because mm-hmm. you may have some personal stuff. Um, you share your desires, which actually kind of look like Instagram posts in the app. Um, you share your desires with a little local community. So it could be a co-work. It could be a, um, a hostel, which is where I am right now. I'm in Lisbon. Um, yeah. It could be a gym. It could be a bar. Um, and there's a little local community that forms around those people. And so this is how you can actually, um, we say we're a dating app, but we're at like an actual, like, I like to say we're an actual dating app. Like it, we help people go on dates rather mm-hmm. than we help people meet new people, which is what the current market is. Um, and so we're very much new product, new market. Um, and we, we exist in a space um, that is, uh, and we can get to that in a second, um, containers. Um, so the cool thing about tribe and the cool thing about growing communities is that the reason it's called tribe is that within families, eventually in, in the, it's not in the MVP, it's not in the, the original release, but we will be able to put called tribes, which are collections of families. And so you'll be able to grow large scale international um, groups, of commu- groups of local communities through the app, which I think is something that doesn't exist in the market right now where when we talk about growing communities around businesses, it's always like, it's generally always online communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not really a market for in, per- there's not something that really helps you build in-person communities. Um, and so that's what we're really, really trying to build is how do you actually connect? Um, and uh, how do you actually connect large scale international businesses who, who are all over the world with local tiny local communities, which don't necessarily scale well. And so our big thing is um, the, the spiritual community that I was a part of used WhatsApp for everything. They built mm. all their event threads on WhatsApp. Um, and so you'd have, as an individual customer, you'd have be in you know, 15 to 20 different threads. And then as an employee, you'd probably be in like 40 to 50 different threads, group threads, which is like a mess on WhatsApp, yeah. right? It doesn't scale yeah. at all. Right. right, it doesn't scale whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets, it gets messy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, the vision for Tribe is that you will, that an organization or um, say a community manager will necessarily, you know, could be a part of a thousand different threads, a thousand mm-hmm. different group threads um, through the use of containers and being able to manage all of that through one app in an in easy way. Um, and again, WhatsApp also has... Um, uh, uh, their notification features kind of suck. Um, <laughs> you just kind of get notified by everything. And so we also have some, we're working with notifications and in, in we're putting, a, I'm putting attention on it and we'll put a lot of attention on it to make sure it's not mm-hmm. uh, annoying group text. We're going to annoy out of everyone that is actually useful and useful and powerful. And the feature we're thinking of using is calling called pings. Um, okay. I'm, I'm big on customer experience. We don't do advertising. Well, we do advertisements, but we don't do advertisements that interrupt user experience. And mm-hmm. this, I feel the same way about notifications um, okay. because getting a whole bunch of notifications. Anyway, it's a cool feature, but basically pings allow you to make sure somebody sees something yeah. um, instead of um, us as an app being like, hey, you get use us because we want your attention. Right. If that right. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it t- makes total sense. Uh, I have a lot of family members who use WhatsApp and you constantly hear ding, 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 ding for, for a lot of things, you know? Yeah, uh, and so that's that's a good addition and a good feature for 
the user yeah. experience, definitely. Um, and one thing that you mentioned that what makes other uh, players in the market or other experiences in the market is that there's a lack of community, there's a lack of polarity. And one interesting thing that I wanted to understand a little bit more are special relationships um, or uh, ego. What, what, what exactly yeah. did you so mean there? So this is, this is um, I would say, confronting. I imagine it would be confronting to a lot of people. So I want to give a little safe, safe port and say that it, it will trigger warning or something like that. Um, okay. But uh, basically, the way I think a lot of us view love and relationships is that we view it, uh, we're conditioned to think of it as specialness. That specialness has this sensation of um, uh, separateness from other people. That mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a subtle feeling, um, but it's like you are. I want my partner to treat me more importantly than everybody else, um, and as different and uh, special than everybody else. Um, and it's about the own person's own feeling of importance rather than um, love. Because love is not specialness. Love is not the feeling of importance. Love is, um, the, uh, love is the foundation of all reality. Love is something that exists, love is. Love is something that exists outside of relationship and is not found uh, within a relationship, but instead relationships are generated and created by love, um, mm. which is the big shift. Because I think a lot of people search for oh, I need to get in a relationship so I can find love. I need to get married. I need to do all these things to have love in my life. And when in fact, it's something that's uh, spiritual and internal. And um, when you recognize that, all of a sudden you can have your ideas of what relationships have to be start to break down. Um, and so we all have uh, what I call uh, implicit expectations around relationship. That if I say, uh, I want a boyfriend or I want a girlfriend or I want a wife, um, there's all these thoughts I have um, in my head of what that means. And those meanings are different from everybody. Like nobody has, a, they have a generally the same feeling around them. Um, uh, and there's a, there's a, what's called an archetype around them. Mm -hmm. There's a shared uh, idea in the collective consciousness of what that is. Um, and what we're really trying to do is shift that towards something that's a little bit more healthier. So instead of being like, oh, uh, I'm in a relationship. And so that means I have to talk to my partner every day and we have to share a room. And that eventually means we're getting married. Um, a relationship um, can be in tribe and what we're, this is super prototypey and super early stage. Um, mm -hmm. But the idea is that a relationship will be built on practices. And so a practice is simply a repeating activity. And it's actually, this is how relationships are formed. Any relationship that you have in your life, whether it's a friendship or a partner, is because you do something with them on a regular basis. And so that's where yeah. Tribe is actually heading. It's more than just social events. It's we're actually going to help people create repeating social events and repeating mm -hmm. events in their lives and things they're going to do together on a repeating basis. And that's actually, actually how you build a relationship. And so the most basic example can be, I'm going to text you every day. I'm going to text you once a day and we'll yeah. talk to each other once a day and send each other one message. And that's a practice. And it can be anything. You can go in and play basketball. You can go and can work on a thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's the basic idea of like changing it from having all these explicit or excuse me, implicit expectations about a relationship to coming at every relationship that you have as different and unique 
um, and as a blank slate and being able to build that up um, into the actual relationship that you want with the person okay. is the idea. We're still, the technological, yeah. we're still figuring out in the app, but we'll, we'll get there. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, yeah. there has to be a, um, that balance. Um, uh, I, I would imagine of, of like you, like you said, um, it's changing the, the frameworks of, of how you build relationships um, instead of it being about me. Like you said, someone probably thinks of it as importance of themselves. It's um, doing things together, which I, uh, you had mentioned earlier, um, which is interesting. Great. Um, and in this market with other players there, I'm, I'm curious to know um, in what ways you see this um, monetizing for your company, uh, a revenue mm. model, a revenue model. So, uh, I love, yeah. I love our revenue models. It's so simple. People mm. spend money on dates. Yeah. They spend money on going to events and tickets and concerts. Mm-hmm. We are going to provide a ticketing platform for all these events that are being created and take a cut of the revenue. It's mm. super simple. Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah. It's straightforward. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah. That's, that's unique. I don't think any, anyone does that, uh, at least in, mm-hmm. this, in this space. Okay. Yeah. Right, right on. Cool. Uh, and, and yeah. Uh, I just want to say this is I think it's, it's a beautiful feature, not necessarily for users, but for mm-hmm. uh, event organizers um, that uh, one of our key uh, advantages that we can help increase attendance and retention um, because every event in Tribe is connected to a, um, into a text thread. And so every time a user buys a ticket in Tribe, they mm-hmm. automatically join a text thread for that event. Ooh, and so, okay. yeah. So like yeah. I buy a ticket to a concert and I don't necessarily know anybody. Yeah. Cool, now I'm connected to people. And so it increases re- attention and retention because you're actually, it's the connection with other people that actually yeah. gets you to want to go to an event. I love that. Yeah. That, that, that's super cool. That's, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that could be, I could have used that when I went to concerts, you know, that, that's super right? Yeah, so it sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. Um, I like that, yeah. definitely. Um, sweet. And what would you say um, are your primary focuses today in terms of KPI and metrics um, and building the whole product? What are, your, what are you looking at today? Growth. Um, so we are, so one, we're, we're pre-launch, pre-revenue. I, our big thing is we're built around community and, and I only have an iOS version so far, so I still need to get funding and build an Android version to really mm-hmm. be able to, I think, legitimately validate what we're doing um, because if you have a community particularly in europe which is 75 percent android um it you have a community that only has 25 on it it's like well it's not not quite gonna work um but growth mm-hmm. uh our our app is that's really short term is is that but um we're so much about network effects yeah. um network effects because we're dating in a social events app you need people to go out and do stuff with. And the more people that we get, the easier it will be to get um, ticket sellers to use our application, um, which mm-hmm. is where our revenue streams come from. Um, and so uh, I am, we do have, one of the cool things about Tribe is because of containers, because of the thing with families, we can actually launch and actually focus on small-term growth. Um, we can like, cool, for a beta, I only need, you know, the 25 people or I'm in a hostel right now. So there's a, you know, I can launch here and there's maybe like 80 people who are staying here mm-hmm. and I can test and validate with just those 80 people. And so you can 
build through building small communities, which is really cool. But then to really get the ticket selling growing and the monetization growing, there needs to be a lot, a lot of people and a lot of scale. Right. Activity. Yeah. 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 So we need, we need lots of users and lots of growth. That's what I'm really focused on. Because it's a free app. Right. Yep. Okay. Right. Yep. Um, And going into my last question, um, if someone was interested in, in learning more about tribe, about the growing union, um, either to uh, support you, um, become a potential user, uh, or talk about you know part- partnerships. Um, how can they find you? Where are you online? Um, what's the best way um, to reach you? So if you have my email, um, email, but Twitter. I love Twitter. It's totally my um, thing. Um, I do want to say that for the interview, I, I call myself a Zen patriarch. Um, mm-hmm. It's a title that I feel like I've earned um, through my work of spiritual development over the last my life and really the last six years of focusing on it. Um, it's when people ask me what I'm doing with my career and what I've done the last six years, I never really have a clear answer um, because it's, I've focused so much on where on my spiritual development, which is really just about personal growth. Um, yeah. um, but um, the patriarch title of it is actually really cool because um, what uh, there's another line in the profile that says alchemize the patriarchy. Um, and alchemy, which is the spiritual development path I take, is about uh, transmuting iron into gold, which is, it's a mythological thing. We're like, oh, you can actually, you can't actually, um, it's a mythological thing where you can actually change iron into gold, which isn't physically possible, right? Modern right. chemistry says, yeah, that's not, you can't do it. What it's actually talking about is iron is, is equivalent to, analogous to the masculine sexual drive, and gold is equivalent to uh, consciousness. And so you're transforming the masculine sexual drive into higher consciousness. Um, and so alchemize the patriarchy is this idea that we are going to take instead of trying to, uh, there's a quote that I run everything through, um, everything I built through, which is our buck, Mr. Filler. Uh, you don't try to change reality by fighting the existing reality. To change reality, you build a new model that makes the old model obsolete. And so instead of trying to like fight the patriarchy and we're going to burn it down, no, we're going to alchemize it and we're actually going to turn it into something that's really high consciousness and really beautiful. And so the idea of being a Zen patriarch is that I've alchemized as much as I can my own sexual drives and my own animalistic desires, which is what alchemy is about, into higher consciousness. And then the patriarch just comes from being a masculine leader and like the leader of the, the growing union. And I really dig Zen. I think Zen is amazing. Um, the, 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 the freedom and the spontaneity and, and the intuitive knowing um, from the, the really old school 6th, 8th century stuff is the coolest thing. <laughs> it's the coolest thing. Great. Uh, it's so cool. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate yeah. you sharing all of that. And um, yeah. and uh, I look forward to actually reading more about that to become more, at least to know more about that space for sure. Um, but I do wish you the best. I do wish you, um, uh, you know, going forward, the opportunity to grow this, to grow your your mission and your vision. Um, and so thank you for coming on to the show and I appreciate your time so much. Thank you so much. This was really fun. This was great. Great. Yeah, thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you.